from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. There and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, and this morning, well, yes, yes, we'll get to that shortly. But the uh, gas is running out and we need to find some more, despite what the government says. Uh, Eric Idle, uh, he doesn't sound like he's running out of gas anytime soon, and neither does this bloody Jamie Lee Ross saga. Between what he talked up Tuesday and what unfolded yesterday are two very, very different things, and that what make uh, basically that's what makes him a grub. When you do what he did Tuesday, when you toss the grenade, make the accusation, turn it into a circus with the pre-announced police appointment, by the time it all unfolds, it better be everything you promised, if not more. It was nothing of the sort. His credibility is shot. He's exposed, he's a busted flush. I believed Bridges on Tuesday when he said the police would have nothing because you could see it in his face. Bridges has got a face that gives him away. Go back to that press conference when Ross took leave initially, right? The bumbling, stumbling Bridges, the weird explanations, words like it's embarrassing, a lot embarrassing, you think you know somebody. That was the face of a bloke hiding stuff and as a result it made no sense. By the time you got to Tuesday and he said there was nothing, He was rock solid and resolute. You knew he was telling the truth. By the time he got to late yesterday, there was more truth. There was perhaps for the first time the real, no holds barred, bugger this, I'm the leader, Simon Bridges. If he's to get out of this alive, more please. The tape, although legally a joke, might still have ramifications, I'm not sure. I mean, is the public aghast at the tone of the chat? I would hope not. But in this PC world, you never know. Does money play a part in the political game? Well, of course it does. Do they balance their lists with race-based selections? Of course they do. But if all of this is shocking, you've been asleep at the wheel. On the big day, the big day when everyone's credibility was on the line, given yesterday was the day that set the table for how this thing goes forward, Bridges came out not just alive, but probably unscathed. Ross is a pathetic, crumpled mess that deserves now to be treated with derision and to hopefully get spanked and set packing in the by-election. It's amazing how people can watch the same events unfold and um, have two completely different views of it. Uh, Slightly confused by Mike's take this morning that Simon Bridges seemed to perform well yesterday when he looked terrible and everything made him look bad, but that's my view and he's got his. In fact... He kept having his multiple times throughout the morning. If yesterday was Ross's best shot, and if that's the case, he's done for. Because the tape was a bust, and I think most of us who look at it neutrally would conclude there is nothing illegal in that tape. Now, if you're going to be affected by scuttlebutt and rumour and innuendo and a bit of, ooh, is that that, then, 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 you know, you're always going to be affected by stuff like that. But if you're dealing with the facts of this, the legalities of this, then Bridges came out clean and Ross showed himself for what he is. And fundamentally, my belief is that most people in this country give others a fair go. Now, you might not like National, you might not like Bridges. I personally, as you well know, if you're a regular to this program, I never thought Bridges should be the leader of the National Party. I don't know that he's done a particularly good job. I don't know that he will actually survive. But this in isolation should not bring him down because you cannot see this coming. This guy is so rogue No one could see it coming. And I think we can probably all accept that now. He is duplicitous. He is underhanded. He is dishonest. He is a liar. He is out to destroy people 
and a party. I think that's clear. So given that, that inner isolation is, is, although Bridges' problem, not his fault. So I don't know that you can mark him down on that. Should Bridges have been a crook yesterday or be held up in some way by the police to be wanting legally, he's gone. Obviously, that goes without saying, but that's not what this is about. What this is about is a tape that fell well short yesterday. And as I say, that's Ross's best shot, all that he's got left. And presumably, as Bridges pointed out in the press conference late yesterday, there are many, many more tapes to come. But the fairness that most middle New Zealanders have is you give a guy a fair shot and if you've got some reprobate out there on the side slinging mud and it's just salacious mud, you know what? We get real sick of it real quick. And the ultimate loser is going to be Jamie Ross. And when he goes to the by-election, he's going to find that out. He's going to get done like a dinner. And that hopefully will then be the end of him. But as I say, as we sit here now, the police are still to investigate and presumably they're going to come to the conclusion that um, Bridges has already come to, then there is nothing. And that will further undermine Jamie Lee's reputation because if he had, if that was it yesterday, if that was as good as it got, he's firing blanks. Um, anyway, this is, it just gets worse and worse day, day by day. And the stink, I feel like, is permeating through my clothes. I'm going to have to burn them all after the, every show. Seems expensive and wasteful. Uh, where is the humour to be found here? Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Yes, it's all about Bridges and Ross, and with every political scandal, of course, someone is always chasing a laugh. You may remember Tom Sainsbury. Uh, he got a little bit of attention on the social media last year's election for his impersonations of Paula Bennett. Well, he's back. Uh, he's giving Paula's uh, take on this whole affair so far. Hi, sweeties. It's me, Paula Bennett. Just one word. And <laughs> Chardonnay. Sorry, that's two words. Three words. Glug, glug, glug. What a day it's been. You know, there I was saying, I don't know anything about the 100 grand, you know, donation that um, Jamie Lee was talking about. Then Jamie Lee releases a taped conversation that he had with Simon Bridges in which Simon Bridges clearly talks about the 100 grand donation like he knows exactly what he's talking about. So I was caught out on a lie with Duncan Garner. Oh, Jesus, where's the bottle? Where's the bottle? But not only that, Simon Bridges in this conversation mentioned that listing P, national listing P, Maureen Pug, was f***ing useless. That's what he said, his words. But could have been my words, could have been anyone's words. <laughs> That's that last part saved it because the rest of it was rubbish. Uh, here's what they're saying on social media. This whole saga is better than Shortland Street. It's got a touch of that about it, hasn't it? Better than any drama on television, says another at the moment. Defs need a shardy. To cope with it all, sweetie, I need to glug, glug, glug when I go home as well. I'm sure you're enjoying Mama Bennett as much as I am this week, my main source of political current affairs, and she's hitting the shards again. Right, let's leave all that hot air behind us and uh, chase uh, some hot air. Uh. Do remember, the whole oil announcement from the government came out of nowhere. The industry were taken aback, given there had been no consultation, no paperwork had been done, no insight, no research, and the government's defence was, well, 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 hold on, we've been talking about this for ages. How can anyone be surprised? So evidence, plenty of it now, that this is on the verge of being a catastrophic cock-up that's going to cost us Lord knows how much in money, economic growth, and, of course, reputation. And once again, I ask the simple question, what's their answer? They don't have one. The green alternatives they talk about don't exist, and those that do don't exist at the levels or cost or efficiencies or production that would be required to take over from the fact that we don't have power or coal or gas. It's like 
that they've read some sort of fantasy story, believe it to be real, and can't quite work out why all the answers haven't been magicked up in front of their eyes. I mean, where are all those wind turbines? No amount of ideology, theory, and environmental hocus-pocus makes electricity right here, right now, in the amounts we need. The fact they don't seem to get that and don't understand that the power infrastructure of this country, any country, is everything to an economy, should be ringing every alarm bell there is, assuming that bell isn't supplied by the grid because maybe that's why it's not ringing in their ears. Hate coal all you want. Hate oil all you want. But when you can't answer the simple question, how are you filling the gap, when you can't specifically outline the solution to what you're replacing gas with in seven years... You're abdicating your responsibility. The only thing these ideologues are offering up right now that looks anything like a product you could burn to keep the power on is snake oil. I am going to be really annoyed if we have to go back from having gas hot water to electric hot water again. Because I'm just getting used to the weird noise that the gas hot water machine makes. It's on the wall outside our bedroom. Um, not really relevant, so let's move on quickly to Eric Idle. A uh, long interview with him about his life and his book. Did you spend a lot of time post-Python? Because presumably post-Python, you, you went through the process of thinking, what's next? What do I do? How do I do it? How does it all unfold? Or are you one of those people who just takes life as it comes? Well, Python had, had many lives, you know, because it, it, it once, it, once the television ended, we moved naturally into the film business. So we, mm. had, we made, you know, Holy Grail, Life of Brian, Meaning of Life, Hollywood Bowl after that. So we went on until 1980, and we started in 1969. So actually, 1983, we did The Meaning of Life. So, um, you know, we, we had a very long run for a group of people. Rock groups don't last that long on the whole. Just trying to figure out how long I've been going with Mike. Um, seems, what is it now? So eight years. Way to go yet. I I feel like I could die any day, to be honest, at the end of every show, so I, can't, I don't hold out much hope. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, if you just hang in there for my book, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I don't actually have any plans to write one, but you never know one day. Uh, that has been the rewrap uh, for Thursday. See you back here again with another one tomorrow.